vital, 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 vital advice for your everyday life. Vital, vital Hi guys, welcome to Thursday. All right, I am so excited to do today's episode. This is one that I have been researching for months now. And I have to say, I feel like I've cracked a code that everyone needs to know about. And then the hacks that I have for you, I think are going to be not only beneficial for the exact topic that I'm going to be focusing on, but in general, having this knowledge is going to take you just that much farther in your life. Like it's so a part of everything we do that I just feel like once you're conscious of it, things are going to get better. All right. So before we get into that, I'm going to do a life update for those of you that have been begging to know what's going on in my life. Uh, but if you're not interested in, oh, ASMR, sorry, that's my drink. If you, however, are not interested in knowing anything about what's going on in my life, that's fine. You can fast forward through this. I don't care. Uh, but for those of you that are interested, I'm going to talk about a couple of fun things. First things first. I am on my gym journey. I had struggled since July-ish of last year with a injured rotator cuff, which took me pretty much out of my normal gym routine for a long time. And those of you that followed this podcast last spring know that I spent a lot of time at the gym. It was like the one way that I was able to do like therapy, basically. It gave me the good endorphins, those here and now neurotransmitters of like, you know, serotonin and endorphins and all that good stuff. But um, I had to stop doing that to fix my rotator cuff. And now I'm back into it. However, when now that I'm back into it, there's a lot of conversations that work about gym stuff. We're very gym oriented at my job. And we were talking the other day about pre-workouts and the caffeine level in them which is usually around 200. Oh my God, something jumped. Scared the shit out of me. Oh my God, I don't know what that was. Um, am I seeing ghosts? Hello? Grim didn't even answer, so I'm gonna say that's like a confirmation that I'm haunted. Okay, where was I? Okay, yeah, back to what we were talking about. Um, caffeine levels. The human body is really not supposed to go over that amount. So if you're going to do pre-workout and an energy drink and a cup of coffee in the morning, you're way exceeding out what you're supposed to do as a human intake of caffeine, which means you're overworking your heart, which could lead to long-term damage. And by the time that I would be at retiring age, I could have a major heart condition just because I wanna have, you know, wanna get swole, wanna, I wanna get them gains at the gym. Like that's, that's stupid to me to do that. And so I started doing research on pre-workouts that didn't have caffeine. And by the way, I'm also dropping the amount of caffeine that I drink outside of just like a single cup of coffee a day, or even less than that. Sometimes I only have a, like a cup of tea which has even like lower amounts of caffeine. It sucks, let me tell you. Once you've gotten used to a level of caffeine intake, dropping it down, oh, your body doesn't like it. It is a huge change and you get more headaches, you feel sluggish. I just like, I like having a little bit more energy and a little bit more jitters in general, but it's not good for my anxiety. And uh, I should have done this a long time ago. Regardless, off topic, what I'm actually trying to talk about is pre-workouts. Yes, so 
<laughs> this is the thing that I just want to talk about um, in general about um, gym bro lingo, I guess is what I would probably put this in the category. When you go for a pump, which is like a caffeine free, caffeine free pre-workout, what you're trying to do is look for one that has, this is the part, oh, that has non-stem. This pisses me off. Why is it said stem? It's a single I, S-T-I-M. There is, there's no, it should not be making a short E sound. I don't understand, especially seeing that it should be stem because it comes from the word stimulant. Do you say stimulant? No, that means, like that's not even a word. It doesn't sound correct. Why is it that when I go to GNC or the vitamin shop or wherever else you can get your pre-workouts and I ask for a non-stem pump, they correct me and say a non-stem pump. It makes no sense. Make it make sense. That's not English. And it like, why? Why? It, like, mm, mm. I, like who, who came up with it? Who named it? I need to talk to them because they're incorrect. They're they're so incorrect. It's driving me nuts and I keep thinking about it and I like it keeps me up at night. It's non-stim as in stimulant. What the fuck? Okay. I just had to get that off my chest. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming to my TED talk about um, things that no one cares about. Um, next subject in my next TED talk that no one cares about, I have gone down a rabbit hole um, that I think is at least good to know. I don't think that anyone who is into this stuff should make it Bible. Like, I don't. And that is seasonal coloring and body shapes. I, oh, when I tell you, I was like all last weekend just like studying what is my body shape? What is the, like the facial structure um, compared to my bone structure of the rest of my body comprised into this like kibby scale of, of body shapes and what does that make me what kind of clothes should I be buying to suit that to look better and then on top of that what kind of colors <laughs> should I be buying for my color season and it turns out I'm what's called a true summer which means I should not have black hair I should not have had red hair if that was like if I was following through with that um, ideology um, I love having black hair. I don't care that I look different or older or like it doesn't bring out my features as well as if I was my natural hair color, which was kind of like an ashy, dark blonde. And I, I never felt comfortable in that. I, I either had to be like a super bright blonde or a red and now a black. That... <sighs> I don't want to give that up just because I would look better in a different hair color. Same goes for the colors I'm really not supposed to be putting on my body. One of those things is black. I'm not supposed to wear black, but I love wearing black clothes. I'm not supposed to be wearing stark white. I'm wearing a stark white top today because I like it. I also can't wear orange or browns if I'm following this the scale. I'm supposed to be reaching for like more muted, cool tone, almost pastel looking colors, but not in the oranges, not in the browns. And like, it's, I gotta get grays and I gotta get creams and like some of that. Yeah, I think I agree with. I have noticed that when I have switched my makeup to a more true summer makeup palette, 
I look better. Okay, I agree. I look more youthful. I look more awake. And I feel like the color scheme in general for a true summer, yes, brings out good features in my body. But I want to wear what I want to wear. And I'm going to wear oversized t-shirts, which are not good for my body shape. I'm going to wear short shorts in the summertime, which is not good for my body shape. And I'm going to wear them together. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm probably gonna wear a black t-shirt. I'm probably gonna wear in October something orange. I'm just gonna. And like, I had to tell myself this because sometimes I have to give myself vital advice in order to make it through the day and like snap myself out of these weird rabbit holes that I go down, um, which in general usually benefits me because that's how I get my podcast is rabbit holes. But in this case, I feel like I needed to look myself in the eye and be like, look, there are the things that you now have knowledge on that provide you with a good reference for when you are picking out clothes and if you do want it to look best but that doesn't mean that you have to always cater to that you can spend some time wearing colors that aren't good for your season you can wear shapes even if like you look in the mirror and you're like i look like a chubby box but if it made you happy looking like a chubby box that day do it don't let these restrictive conformative ideas rule what makes you happy oh that's actually a pretty good segue for what we're talking about today let me uh let me use that so what we're talking about today is related to happiness in a way so i'm going to get us going in that direction i do want to make sure that i am sending something home for you guys in terms of i want to be so clear <laughs> like i want to be very clear about what this podcast is because the more I delve into the more psychological and neuroscience type topics, I can be walking a line into a field where people might take what I'm saying to be Bible truth. I want to make it very clear that when you come to my podcast, though I do reference a lot of professional advice from psychologists and neuroscientists, I myself am not one. This podcast is not from a therapist. It's from someone who has gone to therapy. This is a podcast from someone who has read the books and read the studies and taken the different kinds of supplements. I've tried doing the manifesting. I've worked through all these fields and now I've come back from that on the other side with really beneficial life hacks and really beneficial ways of being and ways of thinking that I just really want to share with everyone. And that's what this is. I'm now so passionate and it is revolutionary for me, which is why I'm sharing it through this platform. I want to talk about it. And I want to share these hacks for the knowledge gaps that you might have or the holdups that, that you need to start owning and continue to learn through what I'm learning at the same time. I am not done. I will never be done. I will be sharing what I learn and what I think has helped me. Okay? Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Okay. I'm going to continue to share and I'm going to continue to grow. That's what this is. Take this as a non-partial party, someone who is not a professional in your life, providing you with something vital 
vital advice. Welcome to vital advice. This is what it is. Okay, we got it. We're clear. Good. Stepping into what I want to talk about. So recently I went from my normal daily mindless scrolling through TikTok and YouTube videos and had to turn my mind on to my more analytical rabbit hole self. Um, and I noticed something that I personally find disturbing. And I will bring it to your attention and you can tell me if you agree or not, that's fine. But for me, I'm not okay with what's going on. So if you've noticed, there is an uptick in the last like, I'm gonna say seven years of what would be classified as dating or love gurus, you know, like life coaches in the dating variety. These people who have limited to maybe no qualification to be giving these types of advice to people outside of the fact that they're really good public speakers. Um, I'm not going to name names, uh, but you've seen them and you will see them because they're everywhere. That in and of itself is not the problem. The problem I have been noticing is the target audience that they are trying to draw in with their programs. And so it's not the problem of what they're doing. I have actually in the past four years ago, maybe more, used a lot of the more uh, popular love gurus advice or follow their videos. And honestly, they do have a lot to say that can help you. But the way that they market it is the way that it, it's targeting an audience that I don't think should be targeted based on the fact that they can be easily manipulated. Okay, that's, that's the problem that I'm, I'm noticing. And I'm gonna show you through a scenario why I think this is a problem, okay? So here's the scenario. Let's, let's pretend that you just got broken up with your latest relationship and you're really upset about it and you go on YouTube and this video pops up and the title of the video is three secrets to make him come running back to you today. Okay. Pause. What do you think just happened in your brain when you read that sentence? Okay, depending on how developed your prefrontal cortex is, more than likely you're going to have like a dog to a bone reaction, like Pavlov's dog, kind of like, oh my God, yes, this is what I've been looking for. Because in your heart, you're not over this person that you just got, who just broke up with you. And you think maybe if I have that knowledge gap in my mind filled with these three secrets, I can get him back. What are the three secrets? We don't know what they are, so we're gonna have to find out, right? Okay, you click on it, you watch it, you get the content from the video. It is beneficial, and then they tell you, go to this website, www.makethemanloveyouagain.org, and then you, you click on that, and you have to pay for a certain program or like a certain level in order to get more secrets or better advice or more in-depth information, like text messages that are already written out for you word for word that you can then send to your ex and like bring him back in like like these actually do exist you can find them they they are out there and what i have a problem with 
is this type of tactic of first watch the YouTube video, which gives them views, which gives them money, which then leads to their program, which gives them more money. Okay, they're psychologically manipulating you through your dopamine reward system, getting you into the views so that you will pay for the advice that honestly, most of the things that they have to say, you could have told yourself. It's not revolutionary. Go and watch them. It's very, very basic information that a person could have learned if they have at least gone to therapy through a therapist's office and that's more beneficial than these programs. Or you can talk to your best friend and I bet you same exact advice. It's not revolutionary and it's not worth your money. But because of the way that they word things and the way that they, they interact with your dopamine reward system, you think it is. It's manipulation. And it's so scary because it works and it consistently works and it will continuously work because the human brain is consistent. A smart love guru will pick words that they know will incite their target audience with, into a state of like anxious or dopaminergic like frenzy because they know that if you are looking to get your ex back they know the words that they can pick out of the air and present to you that'll make you go oh no oh no oh no i need that i do need that i have to get that because i have a perceived reward from doing that thing word psychology it gives like this overview of how words give association to perceived natural events and positive and or negative outcomes. Words in our brain, since like our first day on earth gives us hurt or they give us love or they give us safety, they can heal us. Words of encouragement have been proven in performance and exercise tests to improve performance, especially with those who have negative self-talk, especially the words, go, go, go. If you have someone yelling at you from the sidelines, go, 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 for some reason, even though that person is sitting there, they're not on the field with you, you will run faster, you will go harder. Words do matter. So when these love gurus are using words to manipulate you, to get money, it's not necessarily your fault that you buy into it because brains are consistent. The dopamine reward system does work on what we want. Makes sense. In fact, do you want to know what the top podcast episodes in this podcast, what topics they are? Anything to do with dating. This is a very highly sought after topic matter in these type of fields. People do want advice on dating. People do want advice on where their holdups are. They do want to have the knowledge gaps on where their quote unquote failures are in their personality in order to try to keep and get love. And they think that these love gurus on TikTok and YouTube that have these programs are where it's at because they present in a way through word psychology that they do have the information that you're missing and through their program and just by clicking the link and downloading the text messages that are pre-written out for you and sending to your ex, you will make that reward happen. I have a huge problem with that because you can't make anyone do anything. This is a fake program. It is manipulating you through 
a terminology that they use in psychology and neuroscience called uh, reward system error. No, it's reward prediction error. They present, here are the three secrets that you know, need to know to bring him back today. Here are the three text messages to send him to make him want you back today. Okay, you don't have any proof from anyone based on anyone's relationship outside of your relationship with you and your ex to perceive the outcome of sending that text message or those three secrets actually being beneficial to make anyone do anything. So you're going to pay for the program, get the text messages, send them. What's the outcome? That is where the error is. You are predicting an outcome, a perceived reward of them coming back based on the manipulation of these gurus writing it out for you that make him want you back today. Can you really predict that though? Because they are preying on your tendencies of the reward prediction error, which can be both positive and negative, by the way, every day in our daily lives, we have reward prediction errors, whether it's not that you think that um, you're going to get a happy meal at McDonald's and you predict the amount of fries that are going to be in that happy meal and then you get more fries prediction error to the positive wow huge dopamine spike spike because you paid for a set amount and got more or maybe they kind of skimp you on the fries and then you have a drop and that is the negative side of reward prediction error okay so this is what they're playing on either way you are predicting that you're going to get french fries if you pay for the meal and your dopamine says you need that to survive therefore do it because your dopamine reward system is constantly seeking reward it is doing that because it is one of the parts of the midbrain that circuitry works to keep us surviving we use that in a way to predict what kind of like prehistorically, what kind of bushes had the berries that don't kill us. And so we, when we see that bush, we have a dopamine spike that tells us, ooh, those are the good berries. So in springtime, you'll go back to that bush because you would know that they got the good berries. It's a survival tactic. It's not a bad thing, but it can be unruly and it can lead us down a lot of addiction paths, a lot of reward prediction error, including like shopping addictions. If you are a shopper and you go to the store and you go to TJ Maxx or to Marshalls or wherever it goes, where you think I'm getting a really good deal for my money, but then you end like end up spending $500 on these really good deals. And then you go, but it was a really good deal and it's going to make me happy. You get back to the car. Are you happier? Probably baseline, aren't you? Yeah. So I didn't actually improve anything reward prediction error. Okay, cool. <laughs> that is how a lot of other programs that aren't even like, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should look into some of these weightlifting programs and other programs that promise outcomes like dieting programs. Some of that probably also works on your reward prediction error and just in general, your dopamine system to try to get these rewards for your efforts and your money and your time but in general, what is the problem with the dating guru specifically and why I am focusing on that is the demographic that would pay for this. And I do not think that it is ethical or okay for these dating gurus to be targeting this specific demographic. And I'm going to explain to you why I think it's wrong. 
All right, so I'm gonna play a game with you. If you have listened to my podcast like way back in the day or if you just recently like binged all of my episodes, congratulations, you're probably gonna get this right. If however you are new and this is the first time you've ever listened to my podcast, do your best. Okay, based on stuff that we have talked about before, I'm going to read off actual titles from actual videos and TikToks on how they target this specific demographic and I'm gonna have you try to guess whether or not you can figure out what demographic they're targeting through these wordings, okay? Let's try it. I have, I'm gonna give off like four or five of these titles. The secret to make them call you every day. 10 rules of being a magnet in love. Subtle ways to make him want a relationship with you. Do this to get him to change. Four phrases that makes him beg to commit to you. And my personal favorite, the last one, perfume hacks to make them obsessed with, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's just too funny. Okay, try again. <laughs> perfume hacks to make them obsessed with you in three days. Okay. Did you guess it? You got an inkling of like what kind of demographic would be interested in these specific things that they're trying to sell you? Look at the language. How many times did I say a word in those phrases that infers to force someone into something? That should be your first hint of what kind of demographic. What demographic would think if I wear this perfume hack, I will get this guy to be obsessed with me. And that is what I want. I want him to be obsessed with me because I'm not receiving love from him now, I can force him to love me. Who does that sound like? If you guess any of the following, you were correct. Victims of narcissistic abuse, victims of just verbal abuse in general, people with CPTSD, and then people who are in a heavy state of liberance, which usually leads to CPTSD. You think it's okay for us as a society to ethically target this audience who needs help, not love advice. They, someone who has had narcissistic abuse right now thinks if I wear this type of perfume, maybe he will stop abusing me or maybe he will finally love me. People with CPTSD do not need subtle ways to make him want a relationship with them. What they need is therapy so that they can be whole within themselves and then find someone who they don't have to convince to be in a relationship with them. You see why I have a problem with the way that they are using psychology and our dopamine reward system? It, it's dangerous and I think it's kind of disgusting, honestly. Like, you should not be selling these products to these people, if you're gonna make a video, explain to them why they need to go and get help. Like, am I crazy? I know I'm not crazy and I'm not gonna gaslight myself into thinking that I'm crazy. I know I'm right. Look, okay, maybe that came off a little harsh. I don't necessarily believe that these love gurus and dating coaches actually know that that's what they're doing. I think in general, most of them are just trying to make money off of something that they think is of value and they have seen it be valuable to other people and they don't realize the dangers <laughs> that they are doing. There is an actual whole ass program for people available from one of the leading love gurus um, in Hollywood and I think probably now the world um, where he sells you a booklet 
for money that demonstrates on to you how to win your ex back. How, ways to change. Also, now we need to change ourselves. Interesting. Okay, I thought that's not what we're supposed to do to get love. I thought we were supposed to find someone who matches us and accepts us for where we have holdups and helps us along our way to be better people. We need to change for us and not for an ex. I thought that's kind of what we're trying to do in the year 2023. Funny that that program is still on the market and the way that he markets it hits your dopamine reward system and anyone who is suffering from verbal abuse, CPTSD or in heavy state of limerence will be even more inclined to get it because if you watch the video, he says, if I see anyone abusing this, I'm going to take it off right away. I'm going to get rid of it. No one will have access to it. So then you have this anxious feeling of if I don't get it now, it might not be there. And this might be the one chance to get these secrets in order to save what I believe is the love of my life. It's no one, no one should have that kind of influence over anyone, especially someone who's trying to take your money. Be careful. Okay. I feel like I need to make sure that I'm, what I'm saying here is that these people might not be the devil. They might not be someone who is like rubbing their hands together like <laughs> in like a silent movie villain taking the money from the bank. It's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though is you need to educate yourself and people around you about what like word choice psychology can do to your normal natural brain processes to influence you into doing things that ne don't necessarily benefit you. Okay? Unfortunately, this is a very easy way to gain an audience. And so I don't necessarily think that it's going to go away. So we can, like, honestly, I could start a petition being like, you guys need to be so much better about the way that you are wording your programs and presenting better options for people to get mental health help before they go to you, a random public speaker on the street guy. Um, I think that would be beneficial, but because it does gain an audience and it is the easiest way and it is proven to be consistent in gaining an audience, this manipulation tactic will continue to get people to go to their content. In fact, I used it today. I used it before myself in this podcast because I know that word choice will make you click. It's one of the main reasons why clickbait works because it it, our brain is looking for knowledge gaps. It's also looking for rewards. And if you present the correct words that associate something in our system, because words matter, they do affect us. Go, 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 remember? Yeah, I constructed most of my titles under psychology. And I now, looking at the way that I want to proceed with this podcast, I want to be smarter about it and present better options for people so that they don't go to my podcast as the only way to understand <laughs> how to be a better person. I want to present how I did it with the hacks. I want to present where I got off or I went wrong, but I also want to present those through the professionals and the works that are done by leading professionals so that no one gets confused that it's not me speaking these things i'm telling you that it worked for me if that makes sense okay cool wanted to make sure 
that I got that clear. But yes, I did. And this title, I intentionally created the title of this episode to be manipulative so that I could use it as an example of ways that our brain works with word choice. So I wrote, and I use the words exposed, secret, hack, change forever. These words we associate with very positive, but a very easy and quick reward. Exposed, ooh, information that I don't have. Secret, even more information that I don't have that also no one else has. Hack, okay, this will mean that it's easy for me to do. Change, I will be better, or that person will be better. Forever, I won't ever have to worry about that holdup ever again. The brain is a very dangerous place and we need to be more conscious of what our content is that we're allowing to fill our brains with. And if you find that this episode is uh, actually revealing that my past episodes were full of shit, honestly, I'm happy with that. I would be very happy to have fewer people being manipulated in this world. So, though I don't necessarily think that anything that I just said is going to present life-changing developments in the way that you interact with the world. I do, however, hope that I can present to you a way to better maintain and better keep in check your dopamine reward system. So that reward system is a part of the midbrain. Fortunately, for those of you who have fully developed, fully developed brain people out there, hello, how are you? I love to have you here. Your prefrontal cortex. Good Lord, Graham, hello. Were you mad at me? Yes, prefrontal cortex. So if you are a fully developed adult, around the age of 25 is usually when they predict it. It can happen earlier, it can happen later. It just really depends. You will have a fully developed prefrontal cortex in your brain. That is where your impulse control is. It is also where the dopamine control center is located. This is your key to keeping from being manipulated by these crazy systems ever again. I'm going to explain to you how this works and how you can use it. Oh my goodness, you hear my dying cat? Come here, baby. She's not actually dying. She just uh, really is dying for attention. Right, let's start off with an example of a situation that most of us actually come across with on a daily basis and how our dopamine control center can be ignited in these situations to make sure that your dopamine isn't just running wild and like taking control right so first example you're in the grocery store right you see a sign in the snack aisle for chips that say buy one get one 50 percent off even better if you buy three of these it's buy two get one free i was gonna say three that would have been stupid but i didn't i caught myself <laughs> all right so when you came to that store did you intend on buying chips? Or now is it because you saw that sign that you could have a reward of a discount that now you're going to spend more money than you anticipated to have the feeling that you got a good deal? You got the reward? Seeing how that's a, a manipulation in the grocery store? You need to, if you spend no money on those chips, you save money and you have the reward of more money. But they're using your dopamine reward system and that fallacy in your head that I can save money. No, you're not. No, you're not. So your, your prefrontal cortex, where the dopamine control system is, allows you to hold up 
look at that sign that says buy one get one 50 percent off and says yes i could do that let me weigh my options let me look further than the immediate goal of feeling rewarded if i save that money i can go to a better restaurant next weekend and where i can get a steak and potatoes and I don't know, I don't go to restaurants, what else is there? Good appetizers and a drink. And then I will be able to have a more fulfilled experience, but later on. Or I could buy one get one 50% off here and then possibly also go over there and get more things I wasn't planning on getting. In other words, your dopamine control system allows you to look past the immediate situation in front of you think of longer term goals and then that immediate reward of like that survival feeling of i need this now and things wait maybe there's something better or maybe we should wait or maybe i could do this other thing that will actually give me a different reward that is bigger this is a, one of the uh, main parts of the processing in the brain that people with add and adhd struggle with it's that control system it doesn't develop for them as quickly and they have to train and um, honestly talk to your professionals about this don't just take what i'm saying right now as bible go talk to someone who knows your body makeup specifically and then get help from there but in general if you have add or adhd or suspect that you do then you already know that you have problems with your dopamine reward system being in control. Okay, so check yourself before you wreck yourself. So here is your vital advice for today. You need to be checking in with your dopamine control system and the frontal cortex of your brain to make sure that the choices that you are making in terms of reward seeking are in line with the quality of life you want to be living in the here and now. And make sure that you're enjoying the here and now and how without those rewards, it is already beautiful, it is already fulfilled, and you already have everything you need to live. We need to be, in general, thinking further than the initial reward and getting that goal. Think farther. Think of better happiness. Think of life today for not the imaginary things that our dopamine reward system is trying to tell us we need, but for the actual things we do have. Boost your serotonin, go to the gym, get some endorphins. And the second part of the advice that I want to point out to you that is also vital, even if you did listen to the advice of these dating coaches and love gurus into manipulating a man to come back to you through your perfume hack or through the means of these pre-made text messages to send to entice him back into your grasp, you just force someone against their will to be with you and you lied about who you are and how you work with them in order to get them back. Is that the quality of life that you want? It's not for me personally. I don't want to convince anyone to be with me. I don't want to convince anyone of my value and I don't want to convince anyone that I have gotten rid of holdups that I still have to work through. I want to be my honest self with them and I want them to know where I do still have traumas I need to work through and where I, I still do have personality traits that I don't necessarily think that are the most beautiful in myself, but I know that they're there and I will work with them and I will work with you to make sure they don't influence you negatively. 
I have control over me and that's all I have. If they don't like it, they can leave. If they're not ready, they can leave. If they, if you need a perfume hack to get someone, here's your advice. Do better. Live your life for you. Get better endorphins. Stop listening to your dopamine reward system because it's controlling you. Your dopamine reward system gives you excitement. So I get why this stuff is enticing. I'm not saying that in any way you're stupid if you've bought into this or that you should know better. It is enticing. It gives you excitement. It gives you an imaginary fantasy to move towards. Shifting into the here and now good neurotransmitters, that's going to give you real enjoyment of your life. Here and now is all we have. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is one of the main things that I want to say on my podcast is... All we have is now. Andy Pattycomb, who is one of the founders of Headspace, has the quote that I will use so many times in my life, and I, I, I honestly should just get it tattooed on me because it's that influ- influential. In this moment, exist our entire lives. And what I just said is already in the past. You get that? In this moment, right now, this very second, exists our entire life. I don't want to waste it wondering whether or not that guy's going to come back. I want to be happy now. If you want more information on how I was able to develop a better state of happiness in the here and now, I have a whole episode about happiness. I recommend you listen to it. It really did change my life. In fact, if you're really looking for a way to get someone back, the best advice I ever got from anyone in any of these programs or any of these videos is live a happy life. And that takes not caring about that reward. It takes caring about the here and now and living an authentic life. The truest statement to date that these gurus feed the limerent people is that, and that's all I'm going to take from them because everything else is crap unless they know my actual individual relationship with someone. I hope you're leaving this with a a much stronger awareness of how the world influences us and how your dopamine reward system can be easily manipulated and used against you and that you can come out stronger and come out more confident that you can control these situations up to what you can do and let those love gurus feed on the limerent masses who will give up anything to live an unauthentic life and maybe, just maybe, if they're lucky, get the guy. Like... I'm over it. I think we're higher than that. Join me on this journey to actual happiness, please. See how I did that? Use my words. Made it sound really enticing so you would come with me. But I promise you, I'm not here to manipulate you. I'm here just to provide some advice. That's all I got for you today. Remember to stay positive. Remember to stay open. Remember to stay present. Remember to study the brain because the more you do, the better you will be in life and the more you will stay in the here and now. Remember to enjoy this moment and I will see you guys next week with another episode of Vital Advice.